You are now entering Nowhere, California. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast sites like iTunes by searching Nowhere, California. A reminder, Nowhere, California podcast is our old feed, so please subscribe to Nowhere, California, our new feed. Also, you can get your Nowhere, California fix online by going to our official website, NowhereCalifornia.com, and emailing us at Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere since 2011. Josh. And this is Nick. And welcome to Nowhere, California. We usually don't delve into the world of music, but with recent events, uh, it's kind of forced the hand. Well, in all fairness, one of the people that we're about to talk about does cross into our genre of uh, our sister podcast, uh, which is For Marks Unknown. Um, but know, also, the too, other the other one, one we're going to talk about has had his hand in a lot of movies, too. Yes, he has. His so hand I, in uh, other body parts, too. Yes, no <laughs> kidding. Uh, I don't think that really necessarily accurate to say that uh, the music would be outside of our realm. I think uh, because of these two, particularly, yeah, um, yeah, they stay firmly in the realm of pop culture. One, actually, way more than others yeah. know, for, for one of the legendary films that he was involved with, but... Uh, but to, yeah. I guess, to stop being around the bush and everything, uh, we lost two iconic voices of music, and we will be talking about Lemmy Kilmeister. Mm-hmm. Of Motorhead, and legendary rocker, glam rocker, uh, breakthrough artist, David Bowie. Yeah, which, as of this recording, he yeah, we died learned, we learned of this that, morning. Yeah, we learned of the, his passing this morning. And, and um, with every passing... <clears throat> uh, I actually, both of these passings, I did the usual, like, no. Well, you know, Lemmy, you think about, Lemmy lived balls to the wall. Oh, exactly. You know, um, uh, Triple H of WWE said in his, you know, eulogy uh, to Lemmy that, you know, one of the events that they went to where it had several heavy metal artists, there was a lot of people in Bermuda shorts. And yeah, not looking Hawaiian metal. Shirts. Yeah, not, not very metal. But when they opened up Lemmy's dressing room, there was two topless chicks. There was blow and drugs all over yeah, the place, he, and he was in a towel and a towel around his waist and turban towel around yeah. his head. <laughs> and and so, then Trips was like, oh, "Steph's here with me." He's like, "Oh, oh shit!" And closed the door. Yeah. <laughs> but, so I mean, Lemmy lived balls to the wall. Um, I think I was more surprised that it was. Uh, I mean, if we're going to be fair, both artists passed from cancer. Yeah. And also, too, both artists passed pretty close to their birthdays. Right. Uh, Lemmy actually, um, you know, we'll, we'll talk mostly about him right now and then yeah. watching the Bowie, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Lemmy had a, a birthday party on the 13th or 14th of December, just a, a, about a week or, so, you know, two ahead of his birthday, which is December 24th. Yeah, and at that party, uh, a lot of reporters, because when it was announced that he passed, and I did the usual no, and I started looking around. All the articles I can find were just articles about his birthday party, right. and the reporters asking him, "When are you gonna die? When are you gonna die?" Just yeah, want to get that sound bite from Lemmy, and he's like, "Fuck off!" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then it started slowly trickling, and the guy that initially posted the news told me, like Eddie Trunk from that metal show, mm-hmm. posted on Twitter, and Eddie is metal too. So yeah, he, oh yeah. He, you got to know he's a good source. Well, you know, on the 24th, <clears throat> I was basically a lot of people started to see that you know, Lemmy was complaining of not feeling very well. And yeah. um, <clears throat> maybe the party was still sticking with him. Right. And so what happened was they, they took him in and they found out that he had tumors in both his brain and his neck yeah. because of his speech and that there was some concern. And they gave him one to six months, I think. Yeah. Maybe not even that. Um <clears throat> To live, and what happened is he found this out on the 26th of December, and on the 28th he was he was gone. He was gone. Yeah, it was lost so him. aggravated. It was so accelerated. Yeah, it was just an aggressive thing. I mean, it was in the brain. It was already pressing on on things that were messing with his speech. Yeah. Um, you know, it just there was just no way around it. Uh, the ones were in his neck. You know, it was this was gonna seal his fate, and it did quickly. Yeah. Which I I have to say. You know, my wife being uh, um, an oncology nurse yeah. and seeing some of the people that go through the struggle for years and then finally succumb to cancer, their body just can't take the chemo and the fighting anymore and yeah. all that stuff. And, it, and it, you know, it just ends up breaking them down too much. And for I a think guy in, like Lemmy. Yeah, in the strain of cancers to have, to suddenly not feel well and to be gone four days later, 
Not a bad way to go yeah. if you're going to have to deal with cancer. You yeah. know, not not that in any case with cancer, it, it's any good well, way to deal we, with it. I think it. we've said it multiple times on here, and it's just in general, fuck cancer. Yeah, absolutely, fuck cancer. Um, you know, so Lemmy, like we said, lived balls to the wall, was metal all the way. Um, what was your first exposure to Motorhead? Uh, Ace of Spades, way back in the day. Uh, but, see, I knew of Motorhead growing up in the 80s and stuff like that. I was kind of a poser kid to start with, and then a lot of my friends around me uh, introduced me to Iron Maiden, introduced me to Motorhead, introduced me to, uh, you know, uh, Metallica, of course, you know, Megadeth, different bands like that. Um, I think I got Metallica is probably one of those uh, Bermuda shorts, Hawaiian shirt wears. <laughs> it's, possible. Trips, it's possible. It's possible. was talking about um, but nonetheless, you know, um, Motorhead wasn't as driving as, let's say, I, I shouldn't say driving as far as music's concerned, but they weren't in the forefront as, like Iron Maiden was, um, or as long as Iron Maiden has been. But they've really stood the test of time. Oh, yeah. You know, I love Motorhead. Uh, one of the things that Triple H says is, you know, that guttural. Exactly. It is. I mean, Lemmy had such a unique voice. And uh, last night at uh, the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. uh, Denzel Washington got the Cecil B. DeMille Award. Oh, nice. A good okay. portion of uh, Tom Hanks's intro for him was talking about one name people. And Lemmy was one of those people because you say Lemmy. Right, that voice is there. Yeah, I mean, you you knew right off the bat who you were talking about. Um, just what a cool name. Oh yeah, Lemmy Kilmeister. Yeah, when I, for the longest time I didn't even know what his last name was, and then I found out it was Kilmeister. I was like, yeah. that's just a metal name. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it really is. And we, uh, you know, we had him for quite a long time and yeah. got to listen to to quite a bit of music. Uh, fans were reintroduced, or some in this case were introduced to Motorhead through. The WWE. And that was my really for like, I knew of Ace of Spades, the song and everything, right. but not really like, oh my God, this is what that band is and everything. And then, then uh, Triple H started getting his new music and stuff yep. in the game and everything. And then they showed up to play WrestleMania 17, I believe. Yeah, I think it was. And then I saw him playing there. I was watching. I was like, yeah. These guys are awesome. Uh, you know, Holy crap. Lemmy was one of the few people to rock the, um, I, I can't think of what the style of mustache is called, but it's, uh, he's normally with a beard. It's like a, it's almost like a bulldog looking thing. Yeah, it's, I, I can't remember, it has a really cool name. Um, but it's basically the mustache that comes down uh, into the handlebars and attaches to your sideburns yeah. with the center portion, your chin. And shape. how many years did you rock that? I rocked that only for about six months or so. My wife can only tolerate it so long. Uh, but That's one of the perks of being single because I've had this thing for a while. And But yeah. I will be going back to it. Yeah. At some point, yeah, I yeah. will be going back to it. So. Well, you have a good base going. So. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm but, just worried about whatever job I get after Target. It's going to be like, <laughs> you got to shave that face, dude. Right. They're like, uh, well, with a mustache like that, Nick, you can be one of two things. You can either be uh, you know, somebody at Frontierland in Disneyland or you can uh, work at Calico as a gunslinger, and that's about it. Yeah, well, it, you might have a busy social life in prison. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. This is a ball polisher. That's, that's what they call that in uh, prison is the ball polisher. But, uh, you know, really, it was it was saddening to hear the passing of Lemmy. Um, 70 years old. Yeah. It's a hell of a long time for, you know, rocking as hard as you do. Yeah. And you look at Keith Richards and stuff, and it really kind of bucks yeah, the... I uh, forget who said it, but somebody said really it was like, trend. Uh, Keith Richards still alive, and I think they said Axl Rose is still alive, but we fucking lost Lenny. Well, I mean, Keith hasn't, you know, he's just been hitting it hard forever, you know, since it's, the 60s, 70s, you know, and... It's when he goes sober, that's when it's like, he must be sick. No, yeah. if he goes sober, there's going to be a... a Definitely, well. I'll be listening to the guys in in Hollywood, and you know that are like the end is near. The yeah. end is near. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, the end if is near. Keith Richards goes sober, you might as well be looking at the sky because someone's coming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, the the whole thing is just uh, like Triple H said in his eulogy. He lived his life the way he wanted to, and unapologetically, and just balls to the wall. And um, but he was also a complete gentleman. Yeah, an absolute nice guy and all that stuff. You know, see, I think that's I think that's a, a huge misconception a lot of people have is that uh, you 
you know, if you're going to be metal, if you're going to be this, you have to be this kind of badass, lone, you know, like jackass, loners, antisocial kind of thing. No, man, you can, you know. Well, it's like we just said, like, they were at that show. Yeah. Trips pop his head and sees the naked women. Yeah. So he's like me and all the blow and everything. <laughs> he's and like, shit, get out. He's like, Steph's here. He's like, give me 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and by the end, of course, Trips said, the drugs weren't there. I'm almost sure Lemmy probably did them. did them all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's that's just uh, another strong statement to the to the presence that Lemmy, you know, is and was. Yeah. That, uh, you know, that he just lived the way he wanted to. And, uh, you know what, let's, let's give some credit to Mickey and uh, Tommy, I believe it is, the current lineup the, the of Motherhead. Members. Yeah, the surviving members. Because they, who said, they lost their drummer, like... Uh, like last year, yeah, was it? yeah. I mean, there's there's been some people. Uh, Phil, I can't think of Phil's name, but he, he you know, there, there's been lineup that. changes. Yeah, there's been lineup changes, but uh, I think the current ones are uh, uh, Mickey and Tommy. Yeah, or well, were so, because or, yeah, were yeah because Motorhead officially called it quits. Yeah, um, there's no point going on without Lemmy. Well, I was thumbing through uh, Lemmy's IMDb, and one of the trivia points was he's been on every Motorhead album. Yeah. Because it's fucking Lemmy. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it's... <clears throat> there's no Motorhead without Lemmy. No, Motorhead is that sound. Uh, you know, that's really that's really the kind of thing... When you have a band that can hang together, that, that stays formed, <clears throat> um, you know, with the same lead singer for years, it's because you have a band that works so cohesively that, you know, they can get out of their own head, they're out of their own ego knowing that they are the sound and the voice of that, you know, of said band. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, and that's that's kind of the thing, is is the other guys knew that Lemmy was the the sound and the heart and soul of the band. and uh, The voice. Yeah, and really just said, that, okay, we can't, you know, I, we'd rather close up shop than try to continue on with somebody else. It'd be a bastardization to try. Oh, I think it would be too. And I'd almost guarantee you there was probably one person that probably was like, you guys want to do blah, blah, blah. They're like, off. Yeah, you know, I <clears throat> I was curious to see if they were going to do any kind of tribute concert or anything like that for Lemmy. We'll see, you know, in the upcoming uh, months what happens. It, it's I still see, pretty fresh. I can see but, a tribute concert, but probably mm-hmm. those guys probably will not perform. I, I would probably say I, that. You know, honestly, I'd like to see them perform on stage. And, you know, like they did when uh, Freddie Mercury passed, uh, Queen continued to play. And they yeah. had different singers all over the world that yeah. came out. Metallica even came out and sang some of their songs, played. Yeah. Um, you know, Guns, Axl Rose did. Um, I think they'll fall under uh, Beast of Boys when, um, when MCA passed. Yeah. And they were like, nah. And Mjolk. Uh, you know, it's just, I know it sounds really somber, and I, I sound really somber on all this. It's just because it's, it, it's a lot, you know. It's, uh, it's, le- one of, it's such a legendary voice. It's one of these things where, you know, I turned 40 this year. In just a few weeks here, anyway, as of this recording. And... Uh, one of the things that you have to look forward to when you get older is seeing the people that you've grown up with and seeing the people that you knew and that you looked up to and things like that kind of fall by the wayside, you know, get claimed yeah. and, uh, you know, and leave this world. And uh, it just, it doesn't become easier. Yeah. You know, it's the just, domino started with Harold. Right. And this this has been kind of ongoing, you know, with Harold, with uh, uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Robin Williams. Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Randy Savage. I mean, like it just keeps rolling and rolling, and, and it's just kind of the way progression happens. You know, it's just the way life works. But it's a very sobering feeling. Yeah. Um. You know, at forty years old, I've 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 spoken several times and say I don't feel forty. Yeah. I don't feel forty. It's not a midlife crisis thing. I've always just lived very youthfully and and very, you know, I like to laugh and have fun, and I I don't I don't think I've ever really counted age. Yeah, you know when I hit thirty, people are like, "Ooh, how do you feel?" I'm like, "I don't fucking same as I did at twenty five or twenty, You know, like I, I feel fine. True, oh. you put me up next to you know younger people and stuff like that. I'll get tuckered out a little easier. Yeah. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It's just it, age it, is a number. Yeah, it's just part of life. You know, it's one of the shitty things. You 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 want to live and and be as as youthful as possible. And uh, I'm sure Lemmy didn't ever look at it like, "Hey, I wonder when I'm gonna die," which is probably why he was like, "Fuck off," you know, yeah, these guys, because I'm seventy. You know, I'm like, "Hey, who gives a shit? I'm just gonna keep going." I'm seventy, until I can't. so it's going to happen soon. Yeah, I'm gonna keep going until I can, and that's exactly what he did. Then you know, I'm gonna be in the ground. So, uh, you know, to. To all the Motorhead fans out there, to the rest of the band, to anybody who's experienced Motorhead, and especially to Lemmy, uh, I will knock back a beer. Uh, I will not be doing any Coke, no. but I will, you know, I'll knock back a beer and, and just, uh, 
listened to some Motorhead. By the way, do you know when Ace of Spades came out? No. 1980. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't born yet. Yeah, I know. I know you weren't. I was three. I was watching Empire Strikes Back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, you know, that's Ace of Spades came out in 1980. And that's... Think about that. Yeah. Think about that sound. You know, the Ace of Spades, the Ace... And People listen to had him. no clue what the hell they were listening to back but, then. But listen to that voice, and then listen to it when he does the game. Triple H's, you know, entrance music. Yeah. It's really not that far off. Oh, no, It's no. one of those voices that hasn't changed over years too much, you know? Kind of yeah. like, uh, uh, you know, ACDC and things like that. You still... You know, people people's voices change over the years, and that's what happens. But Lemmy's man stayed pretty oh, even yeah. keel. It stayed the same, and and uh, I'll be you know, heading that beer with you too. Thank you, man. Thank yeah. you for that. Uh, you know, I, I I'm really glad we took the time to do this uh, this this kind of memorial thing. I hate doing them, but we got it. Yeah. You know, it's because- it, we'd be remiss in the world of entertainment, in the world of of music, in the world in general, if we didn't just stop and and take a moment to say, hey, you know what? Thanks for Thanks for making moments in my life yeah, exactly. rock the fuck out, you know, and making oh. them amazing and giving us a sound that was so, you well, know, just fucking steel on steel, you know, sort of thing. Well, for me, for the whole Lemmy thing, like, <laughs> letting me know there's more music than Weird Al. Not knocking Weird Al or anything. But <laughs> no, I, I, I grew you. up in the middle of a rap, heavy metal yeah. world, and I'm like, I'll listen to Weird Al. But then I started opening my horizons with music and everything, and like I said, Ace of Spades came into my brain and everything. And then... Yeah. Uh, Triple H got the theme music and I saw Motorhead. I was just like, huh. You know, I was, I was lucky enough to be born into a time where music was turning a corner. Um, you know, I, a lot of people say the 80s had a lot to do with, uh, you know, glam rock and a lot of, synthet- you know, synthesized music and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's true. It's, it's, a, it's a phase. There's a lot of great one-hit wonders and stuff that were out there. But we were also, you know, in a revolution of metal you know tony iomi little fun fact for you tony iomi of uh black sabbath the reason that they got that distinctive sound and the reason that metal was really born was because he lost uh fingertips in an accident yeah and uh, so working the iron mill in yes. england so what he did was i think it was he had something that these caps or something that went on the end of his fingers but he strung he went with a thinner neck and kind of strung the you know he played chords that were closer for him, you know, yeah. and things like that, which gave Iron Maiden, I'm sorry, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, um, that kind of metal sound and really, Sparked you know, it. yes, really kind of launched things. And so, I mean, that was that was mid-70s, or, you know, early mid-70s, and so I came along 76, and it was, yeah, I'm, I was too young to really understand it then, but I was born into a time where metal was just starting to, to blossom, mm-hmm. and I hit... You know, uh, you know, mid '80s, late '80s, and stuff like that, and a lot of that glam rock was there. But those metal artists were still around. Iron Maiden was legends, revered by then. Motorhead was too, you know, at that point. And so it was just, uh, it was just a good time, you know, a good time to be born in. And and you know, to kind of lead into our next thing yeah. there, um, you know, we'll say thank you very much, Lemmy Kilmeister. Thank you, Motorhead. Thank you for everything that you've given us. We appreciate it. We say farewell to the band. We say farewell to the legend, legendary voice that was Lemmy. And you'll uh, never be forgotten. Right, never be forgotten. But in that time, we also uh, had the, the spawning and dawning of a new artist uh, in David Bowie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, talk about a guy who transcended everything. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I don't genres, mean just... Genres, music. Yeah, genres, music, sexuality, yeah. fashion... Everything. Yeah. Um, he was the cutting edge, you know, with Ziggy Stardust. He was just, he was as Space much, he, yeah, so he was, he was as much cutting edge in one direction as Elton John was in another. Exactly. You know, um, and, uh, you know, I, my wife, I, I, I said, I called her this morning to tell her what happened and she was kind of taken back. She was a little bit taken back by it. And, well, she even uh, uh, posted. Yeah. She said she, this, it feels like. Yeah. When Robin Williams yeah. died. Um, so for her, you know, her and her sisters have a very close bond and for them it was, um, Labyrinth, yeah. which brought them around, which is what a lot of people were introduced to, you know, the Jim Henson, Jim Henson collaboration and the entire soundtrack was done by David Bowie. Yes. (laughs) And the cod piece from hell. Have Uh, you seen the gif? Like, uh, somebody posted on my Facebook, the one on his birthday, 
like this gif a cartoon gif of david bowie as the goblin king rolling the spheres in his hands and as he's rolling the spheres in his hand his junk's moving around (laughs) (laughs) if you haven't if you haven't seen it which i'm if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen it just fucking smack you know whoever you're with if you're dating somebody or married to somebody turn to them and say hey can you just hit me in the face yeah uh and then put this dvd on please well um, also to the throwback on if you haven't listened to this uh at one point we did the movie characters that we'd hook up with yeah and goblin king was phil's <laughs> was it really yeah. <laughs> that's funny uh well, I mean, watch David, Labyrinth. Dip yeah, hits. watch Labyrinth big time. He he did such a fantastic job in that. Uh, you know, one of the things that stands out the most about him, he had two different colored eyes. Oh yeah. Have you ever seen it? One's brown. I think one's brown, one's blue. I don't know if he still is. You know, to this day, to the day of his passing, if he was still married to yeah, Amon, still married. are they still married? Twenty years. Uh, you know, you, if you get a chance, you'll see him in Zoolander. Uh, I think in Zoolander too, also. I think oh, good. He does I either hope, have a cameo did. or something. Um, which we won't be seeing until the week after because Deadpool's that weekend. Right. Um, but Deadpool, you know, Deadpool, Deadpool. We, we got so much from David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Music changed as a result of him. Glam rock, things like that. We and he evolved be, through music, yes, too. Yes, and he, his voice, his voice could only be paired with one other that really blew my mind. And to me, personally, personally, is the greatest rock song I, and I say rock song, not like rock and roll Elvis type stuff. I mean the greatest rock song that I have ever encountered. That's what you're about to say. Is under pressure. Yep. Uh, was the meeting of two legendary, you know, people in David Bowie and in Freddie Mercury of Queen. You know what? Just what an amazing song that spoke to the times and you know things that, things that were going on in the world at the time in just a very artistic and, and roundabout way without becoming too political or anything like that. Yeah. And uh, It's so catchy as hell. Oh, it's, it's just absolutely beautiful. I, I love it. If you ever get a chance, go on YouTube and, and there's you can find a version of it where they remove all the music. Yeah. And uh, you can just hear their two voices together. Oh, it's amazing. Uh, maybe we can throw that up on, on NowhereCalifornia.com. Yeah, um, but, you know... David Bowie was just, just unbelievably moving. Uh, you know, Space Oddity. Space Oddity came out in, uh, or, or Major Tom, as a lot of people refer to yeah, it. Like me earlier. Uh, <laughs> Space Oddity came out in 1969. Um, and if people were shitting themselves when they heard Ace of Spades, when they saw this dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he just... You know, he had a voice that just captivated. It was it was so prim and proper. Like it was one of those things that you know, it's kind of like Jack Nicholson in this sense. Uh, there's a few people that I say you're never going to be as, as cool as. You're never going to be as cool as Jack Nicholson. You're never going to be as cool as David Bowie. Yeah. Um, it, it's like he could have he could have stepped out of the house and anything, but everything that he walked out in, everything that he, every appearance that he made, every you know, like look that he flashed. Was just minus the Nazi one back in the day, <laughs> the was, brown shirt and thing, and going like that was a mistake. Even said like right. that was dumb. <laughs> but I mean, it was something but, yeah. where he stepped out and he was just you couldn't help but just stare at him. Like he he pulled you in. Well, the first my first exposure to David Bowie as the artist, like my first exposure to David Bowie, not even thinking about it was Gross Point Blank, with right? Under pressure on the soundtrack, right? But my first exposure to David Bowie, the artist, like the person standing there, mm-hmm. was I'm Afraid of America. Yeah. With Trent Reznor. That was, like, I was really getting into, my, getting into metal and getting into Nine Inch Nails and everything. And I heard that song's, that video was going to be premiering. So I was like, okay. And I checked out, fucking loved every yeah. moment of that song. Because yep. it, and it's a very basic song, but just because, one, Trent Reznor was producing it in did the backing and everything for it, but then the majority of it, David Bowie. Well, he was never afraid to collaborate with people. Oh, yeah. He was never afraid to, to team up and collaborate with people. You know, uh, again, when Freddie Mercury passed and they, they did the tribute for him at Wembley Stadium, I, I want to say it was uh, 90, 94, 96. I believe 94. Um, I may be wrong about that, maybe 93 or so. I think it was just a couple of years or a year or so after his passing. But, uh, you know, he got on stage and he sang Under Pressure with Annie Lennox, another 
amazing artist. And if you want to hear something beautiful, that's that's a great tribute, you know, with Queen backing them just like they, they did originally and having Annie Lennox sing uh, Freddie Mercury's part and David Bowie up there. And it was just, you know, he comes out in kind of this lime green jacket and just looked uh, amazing and just killed it, killed it in front of a, one of the biggest audiences I've ever seen. You know, but you run down the list of some of the hits that he's given us. You know, you got Heroes. Yeah. Uh, which has been covered by God knows how many people. Um, Last one I remember covering that one was Wallflowers for the God-awful Godzilla. Godzilla. Yeah, <laughs> God-awful Godzilla movie. Yeah. One of my favorite covers of his songs is The Man Who Sold the World uh, by Nirvana. His is amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, and... and Nirvana was right in my genre. That's where I, you know, picked up. And so I watched that live performance, the the Unplugged. MTV Unplugged. And, um, you know, heard the man who sold the world and everybody lost their mind. You know, they clapped real, real quick and got, got respectively quiet and because listened to like, them play it. And it was just like, holy shit, this is amazing. And it was. I mean, they didn't, you know, Kurt, uh, you know, Kurt and the guys didn't, they didn't try to change anything. Well, um if I remember correctly, if I remember the DVD correctly, because they do have some comments on there about the fact that Kurt did not want to do any Nirvana songs. Right. He wanted to do all covers. Yeah. And Kurt was Kurt was a little uh, weird in that in that sense. Yeah, but um, you know, we're talking about the same guy who almost got into a fist fight with Axl Rose. Uh, you know, by at the MTV uh, the video in their musical little trailer huts. and um, you know, over nothing and and yeah. uh, <laughs> just Kurt. Kurt was that kind of guy who, you know, didn't want to draw so much attention to himself, but had this voice that that was um, uh, just haunting. Yeah, he was. Um, I I loved everything and was powerful at the same time, and it just spoke volumes. And and you know that was somebody that I was crushed when we lost him. But um, to hear to hear Nirvana perform "The Man Who Sold the World," holy shit! Uh, I was. Well, it's one of the. If I remember correctly, after the fact, too, that was the video. That yeah. was the video from, out of every song that was performed. Yeah. Like, MTV would go into rotation with that one. Off to be in path real quick, too. MTV, change your name. Especially with everything that's going on right now. Yeah. Because every channel should be playing Bowie right now. But uh, Yeah, I agree. And as much as I dug How I Met Your Mother and everything... They're starting to show How I Met Your Mother on MTV. Okay. Uh, yeah, see, I don't you're, understand. You're not MTV. You're, or start calling it MTV miscellaneous t- television. Or right. something. I don't know. I know there's issues with, like, how much to pay for the videos and everything, like rights and whatnot, but if if you're not playing music, stop calling yourself MTV. Right. You know, let's let's run down kind of a, a <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll run down the list of people that he collaborated with. I'm going to say one right off the bat just because I, I have to laugh uh, at this. I, I think I know this one too because a Family Guy moment pops in my head on this one. <laughs> Mick Jagger and the Dancing, Dancing in, in the, the Streets. streets. <laughs> that it's ridiculous so, video. So ridiculously uh, homoerotic. Yes. They're just in each other's faces. are very weird. But you know what? That's, well, again, not that's, even in their faces. Like just yeah, them. <laughs> it's but I mean in each other's faces. That's you know that's something about David Bowie. Like I said, he he transcended sexuality. I think it was unfair to put a label on him. Straight, gay, bisexual, whatever he was, you know. David Bowie was David Bowie. Exactly. And, um, you know, honestly, I want you to think about this. Uh, One of my favorite Christmas songs is uh, done by by he and And Bing Crosby. uh, Crosby. Yeah. And it's it's a mashup of two. Yeah, Little Drummer Boy and I'm trying to think of the other song. Uh, Little Town of Bethlehem? um, It was, oh, uh, uh, Peace on Earth. And Little Drummer. Yeah. And, uh, Classic. Yeah, Christmas and Bing Crosby sings, you know, the mm. part where David Bowie takes the higher route with, uh, you know, Peace on Earth. No, and Bing and, Crosby's like, who the hell is this dude? Uh, you know what? I never got that vibe. You know, I, like, I, they I, were I, so good. You, you can actually watch the video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of them together. And it's it's uh, it's absolutely... I, I know. Like, Bing Crosby probably was like, this dude's... Right. Cool. This guy's awesome. So... But such know, a such a weird mashing though, right? Such old school music to the new yeah. generation at the time. But you have, you know, well, think about this. You know, we talk about how metal Lemmy Kilmeister was. Yeah. Okay. You know, and his name. You know, Lemmy Kilmeister. Do you know what David Bowie's born name is? What is it? David Robert Jones. Awesome. So Davy Jones. 
So that's the reason he went with the ability. Yeah. So he's a pirate or a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> One of the two. But, uh, you know, it's it's like he, he collaborated with Carlos Alomar, uh, you know, Iggy Pop, for The Hype, Brian Eno, Lou Reed, um, you know, who we recently lost as well. It's, you know, uh, Adrian Ballou, Mick Ronson, John Lennon, Queen, Nine Inch Nails, Mick Jagger, like we talked about, yeah. Tina Turner. Um, you know, it's it's just unbelievable, uh, you know, the, the, the level of, I mean, think about that. John Lennon, Nine Inch Nails, Tina Turner. Nine inch nails. Yes. You know, the, look at the the span of music that he influenced or touched. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know he. Well, also too, he was touching music just recently because. Right. I put his CD on the shelf last week. Yeah. Uh, and Black one song. of one of the songs that's on there in the last video that he shot. Lazarus. Lazarus. God Almighty. Yeah. And he um, had to have been <clears throat> sick during that time. Oh, you can tell he is. Yeah. You can definitely tell he is. Even when he's standing up and he, you know, his hair's done. I'm, by the way, hair done perfectly. Awesome head of hair. Absolutely, you know, just looking fantastic. Even gaunt and sick, he still looked good. Yeah. You know, he, st- he still looked amazing. And, you know, he, you know, there wasn't anything that he, he didn't do that wasn't cutting edge or that wasn't artistic. Um, you know, you hear about artists, but th- I mean, this is—he's a pure artist. He's one of the—he's one of the Picassos, one of the the Rembrandts of of music. You know, he's a—he's a person who just painted with his voice. You know, and uh, he—you know—he was—he was somebody that I'm gonna I'm gonna miss quite a bit. You know, if we want to talk about it on the movie side of things, we had him. Uh, like I said, we, you know, we said in, in uh, Labyrinth uh, as the Goblin King. I. I <laughs> it's it's one of the greatest soundtracks, you know. Dance, ba- uh, 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 sorry, dance, magic, dance. That's a, you know it's a, that song that's in there, and then you know you remind me of the babe. What babe? You know that whole sequence. It's just he he was fuck. I don't know. I'm kind of at a loss for words. I don't he know. Was revolutionary. I don't, it's before. hard to describe somebody that's so indescribable. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah, there's no way to 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 put a bubble around everything that he represented because he he's you know as, as many people were shaken when when michael jackson passed away you know for the talent and stuff that he was here's a, here's another pure artist and i think this is probably why this reminds my wife of, of robin williams here's another pure artist that was just nothing but talent who was flamboyant and all of that stuff but grounded or grounded is a good word because I would think, say grounded, but I think you know, like if there was anybody that I would put on the Mount Olympus of music, he would be right up oh, there. Easily, but you know. the, grounded does stick with it too. Because look at his life; he did have like the partying and everything in the '60s and '70s, and a little bit in the '80s. Yep. But instead of falling into the rock star mythos of getting married multiple times and all that stuff, he stayed with Amon. Yeah, but absolutely. Still was David Bowie. He still created every aspect of himself and his music. Yeah. Uh, there was there was nothing about Bowie that was ordinary, um, that was that plain. Was, yeah, it wasn't and that was fabricated. Nothing about him was fabrication. It was it was weird. It was almost like a bridge between two worlds because you felt so inspired and so close to his music. But at the same time, you felt like you were brushing close to almost like a god, you yeah. know, in the sense brushing that, against greatness, right? You know, and uh, he he, I don't know. It's just uh, it's still fresh. So that's also to the possibility that yeah, trying well, to gather yeah. the words, you're trying and, to put it all into words, you know. And I'm sure I'm going to hear other things and stuff like that. Um, you know, let's let's get into the movie aspect, some of the stuff that he did. I went ahead and pulled up IMDb just to make sure that I have everything here. Yeah. Because um, he's, 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 he's a quick trivia thing for you. Right on the front page of it is he was inducted into the Science Fiction and Fantasy Hall of Fame in June 2013. Perfect. Doesn't surprise me at all. Now, here's the thing. Was it for Labyrinth? Or do you think it was for... Him in general. Space Oddity. I would say Space Oddity. You know? Because it's... Like a, a, yeah. Like I said, him in general was sci-fi. He was the fantasy in sci-fi. Uh, <laughs> this is one of the quotes he said. He goes, I once asked John Lennon 
what he thought of what I do. And he said, it's great, but it's just rock and roll with lipstick on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, he was, uh, like I said, you know, David Robert Haywood Jones was his full name. Uh, five foot ten. He's my height. I for some reason I thought he was huge. Like I thought he was like six one, six two. Yeah. I say huge. I mean to me that's huge. But we're uh, back to the cod piece. Oh yes, let's get back <laughs> to the cod piece thing here. Um. Okay, so he has four hundred and fifty two entrances on soundtracks. No shock there. Yeah, actor. He's got thirty nine. Composer. He's got six. Uh, producer. He's got three. So let's look at the acting aspect yeah. of it. We'll hit the. We'll hit the soundtracks in a moment. Uh, yeah, we'll hit the soundtracks in a moment. You know, a lot of these are, uh, you know, shorts and things like that. But in 2009, he did Band Slam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was Lord Royal Highness uh, on SpongeBob SquarePants. I remember reading that David Bowie was going to be on SpongeBob. I'm like, oh, I got to watch this. Right. Uh, he played Nikola Tesla in The Prestige. Nice. Yeah. Uh, something to go back on there. So he actually played himself in extras. Uh, Zoolander, he was himself, of course. Um, the Hunger, um, he was the host, or Julian Priest, and that was a TV series that ran for a while there. Uh, let's. Well, one thing to definitely point out before we move on to soundtracks. Uh-huh. Uh huh. His son, Duncan Jones, uh, renowned director. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um,. Let's see. Oh, okay. So he was in The Last Temptation of Christ. He played Pontius Pilate, which was probably one of his more controversial roles. That was two years. Yeah, that was two years on the heels of Labyrinth, um, where he played Jareth, the Goblin King. Uh, The reason I say Jareth is because uh, my brother, Alan Alan Hawthorne, uh, sorry, let me give him his full due, Chief Alan Hawthorne of the United States Navy, uh, they named their son Jareth. Nice. And, uh, yeah, as a tribute to that. That's and, cool. Uh, they were, they're just huge fans. And, and so I'm I'm curious. I'll be calling him later today we'll see and, how and seeing how they're, how they're kind of handling it because it was, you know, such a well, thing. Well, you name your son after that. You are exactly. a fan. So um, Yellowbeard, uh, which was a Cheech and Chong thing, was, he played the shark, which is uncredited. Um, let's see. Let's go all the way back. He was in Just a Gigolo, The Man Who Fell to Earth. I mean, this is going back into the 60s. Virgin Soldiers, he was a soldier uncredited. You know, a lot of, a lot of the stuff that he did was goes all the way back to 1967. So, I mean, he was involved in entertainment for a long, long, long time. Now, if we go over to the soundtrack side of things. Um, One of them we've already mentioned with Gross Point Blank. Right. He was a writer on The X Factor. Um you know, and, and some of the stuff that they did there. He, The Martian. He just did The Martian, Performer, Starman, and all that stuff. Uh, ready for this one? Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain. Nice. They included The Man Who Sold the World in there. Uh, so, I mean, it's... It, there's, well, his influence is everywhere. Right. Um, well, He did the music for The Late Late Show with James Corden. Uh, you know, things like that. Mad Men, he performed and wrote some of the music for, uh, you know, uh, a couple of the episodes. Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, same thing. He's credited as a writer for some of the music there. Uh, the Simpsons, he was on that. He was animated in that one, wasn't he? Yes. yes. Uh, he was, uh, I believe it was Homer's uh, Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp episode. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, if I remember correctly. They've got him as uh, one episode, 2013, writer of six episodes, 2003, 2015, with music and stuff like that. Performer, four episodes, 2009, 2015. Um, American Horror Story. Um, oh, that show's made for him. Yeah, exactly. The Interview, uh, I'm Afraid of Americans, <laughs> is in that one. And uh, let's the comeback, I mean, it's... This friggin' thing goes on and on. And like I said, 400 something. Guardians of the Galaxy, because you know, Moon Age Daydream's in there. Yeah. You know, he's credited in so many movies. And that's just because of who he was as an artist. People were like, oh, this is perfect for our This film. is a perfect song right here. Yeah, Neighbors. Uh, you know, it, it's unbelievable. American Hustle, he's in there. Uh, the Gene Genie. Lone Survivor for Heroes. Fame for Rush. Um, it. It just the list goes on. Uh, Californication, Saturday Night Live as a performer, of course, and writer. Um, I think he did a couple sketches too. Oh yeah, I'm sure he did. I mean, but there's not Glee, Fringe, Fringe, Perks of Being a Wallflower. He was in Heroes, also. You know, it, it's 
David Bowie's been everywhere. Yes, he really has. Uh, and, and look, man, I haven't even gotten out of the 2010s. Wow. I'm still scrolling through this stuff, you know, and it's just... Just go... L- let me just fire off random. Let me see where I can find here. Let me see what shows up. Wow, there's Queen, of course. Cat People, um, which I think is a Stephen King. I believe so. Stephen King, Putting Out the Fire, uh, is in that one. Uh, the Hunger, Party Party. Let's see. 16 Candles, Young Americans. Was in that one. Uh, I mean, Falcon in the Snowman. There's another one. Fame. Uh, Desperately Seeking Susan. I mean, he was everywhere. Labyrinth. Uh, you know, it, it just, it it goes on and on. Pretty Woman. Fame again is there. Uh, it just never, it doesn't end, man. There's, there's something of David Bowie's in at least 452 movies. Yeah. So. Um, That's a given. You know, I know this is just me rattling off facts and shit like that, but when it comes down to it, uh, David Bowie's on my bucket list of people to see, yeah. and I I feel... There's a couple of people at work I want to punch in the stomach, because after I posted that, they were like, oh, I'm so glad I saw him, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to hurt see, you. See, I mean, good for them, though. I, I mean, know, it's... It's one of the things, like, I got to see Sir Elton John this last year, um, which was fantastic, because yeah. Elton John, for me, was... You know, another one that's on my bucket list. Another one of those guys that just transcends music and, and uh, right. you know, such an ambassador for uh, music and uh, homosexuality and the acceptance of homosexuality, the stoppage of the fucking paparazzi, you know, all of that stuff. A great humanitarian. And I think David Bowie, you know, w- was all of that as well, too. And the only thing that I really missed out on was being able to see him live. Oh, yeah. And that... That sucks. I'm not yeah. going to get that chance now, you know. Um, again, he passed from cancer. There hasn't been announced what type of cancer. Uh, some reports have been saying liver. Liver cancer. That was he, actually one of the things that, that Christina had said right off the bat. She goes, it's either lung or liver. Yeah. If it went 18 months. Yeah. He'd been battling it for 18 months, and that's that's aggressive. Um, but held his dignity and, you know, just his air of... Bowiness. Yeah, yeah. I I knew you were about to pause and try to figure out that right word. It's like, you know, it's it's fucking hard. You know, it's like I'm looking for a big word to describe it all because I think a a big word is what he deserves. But sometimes it's just, sometimes it's just simple shit. You know, Bowie was Bowie. Yeah. And everybody aspired to be as good as Bowie. Oh, hell yeah. You know, uh, when I say, when I say Bowie, the other names that come to mind are Cash, Dylan, you know, Presley, Lennon, you know, McCartney. Uh, let's Lennon. run down the whole fucking list of the Beatles. Um, you know, just, people like that that just had such an impact on music and the way that we hear music and the way the, the music's created and the way that people aspired to be like them. You know, people who were spearheads of what they did. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really bummed. I'm really bummed that he's gone. I know that's that's kind of a. I've been looking for all these big words, and that's a really well, shitty small one to sum it up. But well, the fuck, way I summed you know? it up over on uh, Joe Blow's movie Fan Central, since I'm trying to not cuss as much on Facebook, is I just I just simply wrote what the serious fuck. Yeah, just you know, fuck man. It it just it sucks. Um, and again, you know, fuck cancer. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> just I'm so absolutely tired of it. Yeah. Um, Such legendary voices now silenced for new material, but luckily, oh, we have so much to pull from. As, as we've said in the past with Robin and Harold and all the other actors that have passed, we're lucky enough that that catalog, their catalogs are still there. No jackasses has their controls on it. Like it's going to be yeah. there for people to be able to. Now I see. To. I definitely see there being a tribute for David Bowie. Oh hell yeah! Um, you know I would. I I'll I'll go on a limb right now and say that Dave Dave Grohl will be one of the first people on there. Um, I, just because he was Dave Grohl's such an amazing fan of music, of all types of music. He's I, almost sure like he's, that last mainstay. Like oh the, yeah, yeah. He's the defender of the gates. You know, we'll we'll see him there. Um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see who comes out of the woodworks to to pay him tribute. I hope we don't get a bunch of shitty young artists yeah. who. You know, don't mean you know like who? 
I don't want to see people. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll just say. It. I don't want to see somebody like fucking Justin Bieber Ugh. paying tribute to David Bowie. I don't think he'd be allowed to get in it. Absolutely like, against like, everything that David Bowie was. I don't think they'd allow him in the arena. You I know, don't. like fuck off. Look, it, if you admire his music, good for you, you little shit. But fuck you. You know, you you, you mentioned Dave Grohl for the mm-hmm. first name, and it, as long as Dave's there, I don't think Bieber would be anywhere near that. Arena. No, I don't know. You know, but there was like some young talent, like oddly enough, Miley Cyrus. I could I, see her performing. I don't yeah. see, her, see her doing like one of the bigger songs, but or doing a bigger stage production, being the, the mainstay of the concert. But I could see her yeah. there because, especially after the Murray uh, Christmas special yeah. and everything like that, I think a lot of people are now like understanding, like, okay, she's weird, but well, she's harmless. You know, to 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 stray away from the. The negativity of, of who we don't want to see there. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see Brian May and the guys from Queen. Oh, of course. There. Hopefully I'm, the dude from The Voice. Annie Lennox. Um, maybe the dude from The Voice will perform with Queen. Maybe, maybe. Um, Annie Lennox in a heartbeat. You know, we'll have... Uh, I'm sure we'll see Sir Elton John. I'm sure yeah. Paul McCartney will be there. You know, I'm, Trent Reznor will probably yeah, pop us yeah, on there. You know, and uh, you know, I look forward to seeing what everybody else has to say about him. I like hearing the stories that people share, oh, yeah. especially when it comes to Bowie. It's you know, be like it's funny because I I was always a John Lennon guy with with the Beatles, and you know, I like the the, the Beatles themselves. But really, the the person who emerged as my favorite Beatle was George Harrison, the Quiet One. When I started to read more about him and Eric Clapton, yeah, and you know how, you know George Harrison and I, I believe the way the story goes is George Harrison was married to uh, this woman. They've uh, he and or she and uh, um, she and Eric Clapton fell in love with one another, and so George Harrison divorced her and said, "Hey, I wish you all the best." And they were the best friends right up to the end. Like, Eric Clapton was married to her. And, uh, you know, even at one point, it was... Eric Clapton had to go deal with some stuff. And um, George Harrison was just down from the cancer. And, and, and another one taken by yeah. cancer. Um, Let me it was say just again. down... Fuck cancer. cancer. <laughs> just down from it. And he, he turned to uh, he turned to Clapton and, and said, you want, you want me to come with you? You want you need my help? You want me to come with you? And uh, it was just an unbelievable gesture for somebody who was so drained and depleted and all that stuff, you know. Um, <clears throat> but it's, I think, and it's sad, but I think as a result of, of David's passing, David Bowie's passing, uh, I'll become a bigger Bowie fan. Same here. You know, I'm going to listen a little bit more, you know. And yes, we're like admitting that. that we're going to do that. And, uh, no, I mean, it's just, it, it, it's sad because I've, I've always known of, of Bowie, but I almost feel like I, I'm not Give giving me. enough credit to what he's done, and I yeah. need to listen, you know, more to, to what he's done, and, and that way I, I can feel like I, I truly have experienced him, you yeah. know. Um, a lot better than my cynicism. Well, it's, you know... <laughs> Yeah, again, this is this Disco- is discovering the past, discovering you know? the catalog, right? And and in some cases, rediscovering the catalog. But I mean, this is this is the day that he passed, and so I'm kind of at a loss for everything. I just kind of want to soak in the way everybody's going to remember him, and and in sadness, I'll look on Facebook and see the different postings, and on Twitter and see the different postings different that people have. And... But it's also the way that people remember an artist. You know, uh, it it's. It's kind of cool to see some of the stories that you know that come out of the woodworks. People who, hey, you know what? I just happen to be at this record store down in Los Angeles in Hollywood, and uh, you know, it was late at night, and who happened to walk in but David Bowie? You know, oh, looking God. for a certain vinyl album, you know, from like Lou Reed or something like I'm that. I'm sorry if that would happen to me. If I would, the first like five minutes alone, I'd just be standing in the same spot, going. <laughs> no. That's a fucking. You almost fucking glow. It's weird, you know. It's yeah. Or it's like that early morning hour where he'll open the door and that glow of the rising sun. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's. It's too early for the sun to come up, but oh my god, the light coming off of him. It's perfect. It's Uh, so perfect. You know, but really, my my thoughts are with his family. Yeah. Um, This is another artist who passed and faced uh, faced this battle quietly and privately. Yeah. And didn't, you know. Didn't bring a lot of attention to what he was going through. Didn't feel the need to. Because he's working on that album. 
Well, not just that, but I think a lot of people, you know, in, in moments like that when you're faced with your own mortality, I think you just kind of want to face it alone. Yeah. You know, you don't want to. With your loved ones around you and everything. Right. But not in the public eye. Uh, not that he couldn't handle something like that, you know. Um, it's but, Bowie. But it's just not, it's just not his style. Yeah. It, it's not his style to, to be like, hey, I've got this horrible, horrible disease and this is what I'm having to deal with. And he, he, more than likely, it was probably something like, I don't want my fans to worry about me. I'll quietly, absolutely. I think I'll so. I'll quietly go to the back. I don't want to be remembered or photographed because he knew that was going to happen. You know, people trying to photograph him looking as, as, you know, like here's the time progression of his deterioration, which I'm sure people are going to fucking come out with anyways. But well, you know, honestly, with it being Bowie and everything, depending on where they get the picture and everything, like we were talking about with the Lazarus video, yeah, he looked gone and everything, but it still damn good for being. You know, there's something in that video. Again, that spoke to his artistic nature, and I just was floored by it. And it's, you know, he's blindfolded, but has the buttons that are sewn on to be like the eyes. Yes. And he's laying in bed, and there's somebody underneath his bed, which I'm assuming is cancer. That's what I was thinking. Okay, and so the sequence is, his body keeps trying to rise up. Like, it's... it's, Fighting away. But it looks like cancer's holding the sheet down. Like, he's just... You know, doing that. And I, I kind of have expected at the end of it to see him rise, you know, from the bed kind of thing. Not like rise, stand up and get get up and go take a fucking leak or something. But yeah. I mean, like rise up out of the sheets. It was it was almost like the, the disease was holding him back from something more, you know. And it was it was so artistic and so it's beautiful. Such, it's and, such a damn good video. Oh, God, I, I watched it right before you walked in the door today for us to record. And it just almost broke my heart just because it was... You know, it, it, that was his own, his own personal farewell. Exactly. You know, his own. Hey, fuck, Freddie Mercury did it too. The show must go on. Yeah. Uh, if you ever get a chance to hear that song, it'll break your fucking heart. Johnny Cash um, did it with Hurt. Yeah. Uh, which Hurt? Uh, here's one of those things. I'm. Uh, you know, I'll jump off the rails just for, since we're talking about artists. Hurt. That video became the number one country music video of all time. One of the greatest videos ever. Uh, but it was filmed just after June's passing. And he had recorded her prior to her passing. It took on a more poignant meaning when you watch that video and you see him walking through a home that has basically the memories of his life in it. And you see flashes of him when he's younger and flashes of June and flashes of their kids and, you know, things like that. And even their, you know, the kids that rose, uh, I'm sorry, that, that June didn't birth, but you know, was there for Roseanne and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, was, was part of that family. And uh, it was so moving. And I feel the same way watching Lazarus as I did when I watched Hurt. Uh, That's Hurt, the same vibe I got. You know, now, granted, I'm, I've always been a really big Johnny Cash fan. And I've been a David Bowie fan, too. Much bigger Johnny Cash fan. So it had a little more impact in that sense to me. But... David Bowie, seeing him in Lazarus and, and kind of his own way of saying farewell, and you know at the end of it when he slips into the wardrobe and closes the door, just you know it was it was the one moment where I stepped back and was kind of like fuck no man yeah. damn it you know so but a good explanation point though. yeah uh, you know I will I will just say you know what farewell thank you thank you so much uh, Major Tom. You know, thank you so Ziggy. much, Ziggy. Uh, thank you, the they what was the other one they called him? The Great White Duke, I think it was. Yeah, Great White the Duke. White Duke. But um, just simply, just thank you, David. Thank you, David Bowie. Thank you so much for all the music you give, and our 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 thoughts are. It's such a shallow thing to say, but I, it, it's true. Yeah. Our, you know, uh, thoughts and my love, and in one capacity or another, are with your family and with your wife. And uh, thank you for everything that you yeah. gave us. And thank you for the generations ahead of us that will always know that music. Yes, God, I, you know. And if you have, listen, if you have little kids and you're bringing them up, uh, introduce them to people like Dylan, like David Bowie. You know, people who had an impact on this world and a positive one where it wasn't all about bitches and money and drinks and all that shit. So thank you. Thank you so much, David. And, uh, We'll continue to listen to your music for many, many years.
So that's about it. That's our uh, celebration on Lemmy and David Bowie. Rest in peace, you two talented bastards. No shit. I mean, the world's a little less talented today Yeah. as a result. But, and, um, uh, there was something I forgot to mention during our uh, Lemmy side of the conversation. Oh, yeah? After Lemmy passed, uh-huh. uh, Nintendo revealed that one of the uh, Koopas, I uh-huh. believe it was Lemmy Koopa is the name, Oh yeah, like yeah, the yeah, yeah. And everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Is based on Lemmy. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, not really like spot on or anything like no, that. No, but, but I it's mean, a programmer yeah, going like this inspired. is Lemmy. Yeah, right. That's awesome. Yeah, so there we go. <laughs> there we are. There's a little pop culture connection besides wrestling. Yeah, video games because yes. we're a bunch of nerds. <laughs> oh, are you sad that Lemmy passed too? No, you're just pissed because I'm not feeding you. Okay. Anyway. So. uh... With any episode of Nowhere, I don't know why I keep saying with any episode of Nowhere we do a game, because by with now... every episode of Nowhere, for the most part, yeah, we do a game, and uh, since, you know, we feel that the passing of great legends isn't a time to mourn and be down, but it's a time to celebrate their lives, we're going to continue on with our traditions, and enjoy ourselves, and play ourselves a game. Yeah, um, we, uh, we did this game during our uh, conversation and celebration on Wes uh, Craven. Wes Craven, that's right. Yeah, so, actually, that was the premiere of it. Oh, man, we, really? Because it's been a while since we've done it, too. Yeah. So, uh, so the if you haven't realized, we're going to be playing Chain Reaction. Chain Reaction! So, for those who don't know, like, Ellie's looking at me. Ellie's like, like what? Dude, what? Describe this game. Explain. Chain Reaction is like uh, the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game, but with no end until somebody decides to end. So, as we did with Wes, we'll start this one out with uh, one of the people we discussed since, well, Lemmy really wasn't an uh, actor too often. <laughs> I don't think he did anything. Yeah, he, I, mean, he, I have to take a look. He may have like those random like pop-ins where it's like, hey, it's Lemmy. <laughs> hey, kids, it's Lemmy. Right. <laughs> so if you haven't guessed, we're going to start with David Bowie. And I will start it off with David Bowie was in Zoolander with Will Ferrell. Oh, all right. Nice. I thought you were going to go Labyrinth right off the bat. Will That'd Ferrell. Be too easy. <laughs> I know. I know. It would be too easy. But uh, let's see. Never be it uh, said that you aren't easy. <clears throat> Will Ferrell was in Anchorman with uh, Christine Applegate. Christine Applegate was in Vacation with Chevy Chase. Oh, all right, all right. Chevy Chase was with... See, I I think it's almost harder when you give us a bigger name, where it's like, you know, smaller ones, you go, oh, there's only two fucking movies this guy was in. But you go like Chevy Chase, and you're like, oh, son of a bitch, there's a shitload of movies that I can Which, by the way, Three Amigos, thank you for catching El Chapo. Right. Uh, Okay, Chevy Chase was in Caddyshack with Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney Dangerfield was in Natural Born Killers with Robert Downey Jr. Fucking great pull. And I like the one you went with for for, uh, Natural Born Killers. Great pull. Okay, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was in The Judge with Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall was in Get Low with Bill Murray. Oh, Bill Murray was in Stripes with Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis was in... Do it, because Phil's not here. For you, Phil, Harold (laughs) Ramis was in Groundhog's Day with Andy McDowell. (laughs) He started with a G and everything, you fucker. Phil's going to be listening like, motherfucker. All right, bitch. We're going to go that route. Okay, Andy McDowell was in... uh... Oh, what did I absolutely love her in? Annie McDowell was in Michael with... Oh, fine. We'll just go with John Travolta. Okay. Oh, I love that one, too. That's, it was yeah, the thing I was trying to think of in my head. And he smells like cookies. Yeah. John Travolta was in... Look Who's Talking with Christy Alley. Ah, nice. Christy Alley was in Look Who's Talking too with Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr was in Freddy's Dead and the Final Nightmare with Breck and Meyer. Oh, wow. Okay, Breckenmeyer was in Road Trip with Tom Green. Okay, uh, Tom Green was in Freddy Got Fingered with Eddie K. Thomas. What the fuck? Who the fuck? Eddie K. Thomas? You could have gone with, like, Rip Torn or fucking anybody else, but Eddie K. Thomas. Yeah. All right, all right. We're squeezing nuts now. All right. Uh, Eddie K. Thomas was in American Pie... With, let's see, he was in it with, oh, fuck it, Jason Biggs. Okay. Jason Biggs was in Prozac Nation with Christina Ricci. Ooh, all right, Christina Ricci was in, Christina Ricci was in Sleepy Hollow with, uh, let's go with 
Michael Gambon. Okay, Michael Gambon was in Harry Potter and the wand yanking of Azkaban. That's not even a movie! <laughs> okay, The Prisoner of Azkaban with uh, Alan Rickman. Uh, Alan Rickman was with, or was in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with Michael Wincott. Ah, which... Suck my Wincott. Uh, it's softball to me. Yeah. Michael Wincott was in The Crow with Ernie Hudson. Ooh. All right, fine. I'll do it for Phil. Ernie Hudson was in Ghostbusters 2 with... Look, look at you. Like a <laughs> fucking kid in a candy store waiting to see what I'm going to say. Uh, Rick Moranis. Okay, and Rick Moranis was in Big Bully with Tom Arnold. Oh, man, I just took a bite, dude. Um, okay, Tom Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's why there's a spit guard. Tom Arnold. Ooh. In True Lies with Charlton Heston. Charlton Heston was in Planet of the Apes okay. with Mark Wahlberg. He had it. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. He had that fucking cameo, huh? Uh, Mark Wahlberg was in, uh, let's go, Mark Wahlberg was in The Fighter with Christian Bell. Okay, uh, Christian Bell is in The Big Short with Brad Pitt. Oh, that's right, he is in that one, huh? Uh, okay, Brad Pitt was in, Brad Pitt was in Moneyball with Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill was in The 40-Year-Old Virgin with Steve Perel. Okay. Steve Carell was in Date Night with Tina Fey. Tina Fey is in Sisters with John Cena. <laughs> John Cena is with Amy Schumer in Trainwreck. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a crunch of victory. Yes, that is a crunch of victory. So with that being said, because <laughs> Amy Schumer hasn't really been in a lot of movies. No, but she's been in a few. Yeah, well, okay. Fuck you. Just close the show off. Okay. Close the show off, motherfucker. Yeah, I, I have no example to say, but... So, uh, with that being said, this has been Josh. <laughs> this has been Nick. Once again, thank you, uh, David and Lemmy. May you rest in peace, and thank you for the music. Yeah, keep rocking on in heaven, man. <laughs>